Psalm 100 reads, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Heavenly Father, we come to you on this morning, and we thank you for another expression of your goodness. You being the good and kind God that you are, you have blessed us to see a brand new day with some brand new mercies, and we are so grateful. Father, we confess all of our sins, asking that you will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We have come this morning to worship you in spirit and in truth. We pray that our worship will be acceptable unto you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. And let God's people say amen. While While you yet remain standing, we greet each of you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. We say if there be any visitors or guests among us, you're always welcome here at St. John. We say to individuals who are not saved or individuals who are saved but need a church home, there are forms behind that pew in front of you. Fill out that form, give it to an usher, someone at the front desk will put it in the offering basket and we will respond to you as soon as possible on today it's a special day it's the lord's day we have began a series today last sunday we were in john chapter 3 today you want to be prepared to go to john chapter 4 where our word is recorded also at the conclusion of this service we want to acknowledge someone who has served very well in this church, Brother Dion Williams. So you want to stay to the very end to watch that, observe that, rec that brief recognition. Okay, this is the day the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad and in. Praise the Lord, St. John. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Hallelujah.
Silence, cause I 
long as I am breathing. As long as I am breathing, I will. I will always worship you, and I will, and I will. I will always, I will always worship you as long as as I am. I will always worship you. Yes, God, and I will. I will. I will not be silent, cause I will. I will always worship you as long as I am breathing. I am breathing. I will always worship you. Here's my worship. All of my Father receives. Today is Sunday, y'all. We come to worship. 
good and still worship God. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, if you know us, sing with us. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good. Forever, Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good. 
everybody, this is Brother Kevin B. Hall Jr. at St. John. Listen, I hope that you are being blessed by the music ministry that has gone forth thus far. Now listen, before we move forward, I need you to do one thing, and I need you, if you're on Facebook, to hit the share button, spread the word, let everyone know what you're doing and where you're worshiping online right now. And for those who are on YouTube, Hit the subscribe button. Why? Because we want to keep you in the loop. Amen. And so now let's go forward in the word. Okay. Let's give God some praise for our very own pastor, Dr. Kevin B. Hall, Sr. Amen. Be blessed. Let's go. Let's get ready. to enter into the San Francisco Giants clubhouse. The night Barry Bonds hit his 500th home run 20 years ago, April 17, 2001. While in the Giants clubhouse, my son and I talked with Barry Bonds, Sean Dunstan, and Dusty Baker, who was the manager then. They gave my son a Giants baseball and bat, which they autographed. Having a talk with these baseball celebrities, was great, but a talk with Jesus is even greater. <laughs> we are embarking today on part two of our sermonic series entitled, A Talk with Jesus. Last Sunday, we highlighted Nicodemus, who had a talk with Jesus, which is recorded in John chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. Today, we are highlighting the Samaritan woman, who also had a talk with Jesus which is recorded in John chapter 4, verses 1 through 42. Let's see what's going on in John chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, and I encourage everybody to keep your Bibles open and follow me as we walk through the Word. In verses 1 and 2, Jesus baptized ties through his disciples more people than John the Baptist. Now recognize he did not 
baptized directly, but Jesus baptized through his disciples. In verse 3, Jesus left Judea and went to Galilee. In verse 4, Jesus was divinely impaled to go through Samaria. In verse 5, Jesus arrived at Sakaar which was a town in Samaria near the real estate Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. In verse 6, Jesus sat on Jacob's well at about 12 noon because he was physically tired from traveling by foot, which denoted his humanity, Jacob's well was about seven to eight feet wide and about 75 to 100 feet deep. Some believe that Jesus walked a total of 3,125 miles in his earthly ministry. In verse 7, Jesus asked a Samaritan woman to give him a drink of water from Jacob's well. This was the beginning of Jesus breaking down barriers between men and women and barriers between the Jews and Samaritans. This was also the beginning of a talk with Jesus. For the record, we can tag verse 7 as our sermonic text. In John chapter 4, verse 7, it actually reads, There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. As we shall see in the case of the Samaritan woman, People should have a talk with Jesus. That's the key idea for today's message. Everybody repeat, people should have a talk with Jesus. If that's true to you, if you agree with that, go ahead and give God some praise. Why should people have a talk with Jesus? Well, first of all, a talk of Jesus is interesting. Everybody say interesting. Interesting means arousing curiosity or catching one's attention. A talk with Jesus will catch our attention. It will even arouse curiosity to make us dig deeper. The Samaritan woman had an interesting talk with Jesus. A synopsis of John chapter 4, verses 7 through 15, is as follows. And I encourage you to follow me again in your Bible. I will paraphrase in verse 7. You will notice that a woman of Samaria came to Jesus. But she actually went to the well for the purpose of drawing water. And when she went to that well, 
Jesus said to her, give me something to drink. In verse 8, we learn that the disciples were away looking for food for Jesus and themselves. In verse 9, we see where the Samaritan woman, after Jesus asked her for some water, in verse 9, she asked Jesus a couple questions. The first is, how is it you being a Jew would ask water from, number one, a woman, and then number two, someone from Samaria? In those days, uh, women and children were depicted as being inferior to men. In those days, uh, the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. We even see when you go home and read Matthew chapter 10, verse 5, how when Jesus sent the disciples out, he did tell them to avoid dealing with the Samaritans. In verse 10, Jesus uh, replied to the woman's questions. And we notice how uh, in uh, verse 10, uh, Jesus said to the woman, if you only knew who you are talking to, basically instead of me asking you for some water, you would be asking me for some water. For it's in verse 10. Are y'all following me? Where Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God, which Jesus is, uh, who said, give me to drink, you would have asked him because the water that I have is living water. It's in verse 11 where the woman observed Jesus and she said, you don't have anything to draw water with. She said, don't you realize this well is deep? And we shared earlier that that well was estimated to be 75 to 100 feet deep. And then she said, tell me more about this living water. In verse 12, she said, do you see yourself as being greater than Jacob? Well, Jacob drank from this well, and his children drank from this well, and his cattle drank from this well. Uh, Jesus said to the woman in verse 13, are y'all still following me? He said, whoever drinks of the water that I have is going to be different. And I'm in verses 13 and 14. He said, because the water that you have in verse 13, you're going to become thirsty again. But in verse 14, the water that I have, you'll never thirst again. Well, he said, it's water such as a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And you want to underline that everlasting life because that kind of works in conjunction with what we were teaching on last Sunday when we said uh, being born again is secure. It, it, it deals with eternal security. When we're saved, we have everlasting life. Uh, 
the woman after Jesus made it clear, uh, distinguishing his water from her water, living water from natural water, she then said to Jesus in uh, verse 15, uh, she said, sir, give me this water. I, I want this water that um, I'll never thirst again. Uh, like the Samaritan woman, whenever we have a talk with Jesus, uh, it will be interesting. Are y'all still with me here? Uh, uh, secondly, uh, a talk with Jesus is informative. Everybody say informative. Informative is defined as providing useful factual information. A talk with Jesus is informative because Jesus uh, always provides uh, useful factual information. In the case of the Samaritan woman, Jesus told her everything that she had ever done. In your Bible, do you see that in verse 29, where Jesus told her everything that she had ever done? In your Bible, do you see that also in verse 39, where Jesus told her everything that she had ever done? If you saw that, go ahead and give God some praise. Uh, let's observe how Jesus informed uh, the Samaritan woman. After all, we're saying that a talk with Jesus is uh, informative. In verses 7 through 15, follow me in your Bible, uh, Jesus informed uh, her, the woman about living water. We've already discussed these verses. Let's go down now to verse 16 in your Bible. You'll notice uh, in verses 16 through 19, Jesus informed this woman about the men in her life. Look at somebody and say, uh-oh. <laughs> notice how in verse 16, Jesus said unto her, he said, uh, go get your husband. And I want you to tell him to come here. I can just imagine this woman thinking and maybe even stuttering. <laughs> but she thought quite cleverly. And she answered Jesus truthfully, even though she was trying to be evasive. Somebody encouraged me and say, Teach, Pastor. It's in verse 16 where Jesus told the woman, go get your husband. After the woman thought of an answer, she said, uh, I have no husband. And Jesus looked at the woman and said to her, basically, you are telling the truth when you say you have no husband. Because in verse 18, Jesus just really exposed her. Uh, in verse 18, Jesus actually undressed her. Uh, Jesus said in verse 18, he says, uh, you correct that you don't have a husband, for you have five husbands. 
Are y'all listening to me? And then Jesus said something else to her. He said, not only do you have five husbands, but that man that you're with right now, he's not your husband. The old folk would say she was shacking. <laughs> Are y'all listening to me here? After Jesus told the woman all about her personal life, it's in verse 19 where the woman said, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. <laughs> you must be a prophet to know all of my personal business, and uh, here you and I are just meeting. Can I teach a little bit in here? It's in uh, verses 20 through 26. Jesus informed the woman about worship. Everybody say worship. The lady uh, subtly changed the subject and said in verse 20 that our fathers, uh, uh, we as people, we worship in the mountains, which was known as Mount uh, Gerizim, uh, uh, but you Jews, you all worship in the place called Jerusalem. And, and Jesus came back in verse 21 and told the woman, woman, basically he was about to tell her, the importance of worship is not where you worship, but how you worship. Uh, for Jesus told the woman that the hour will come when uh, really, it's going to be insignificant concerning whether it's on the mountains or at Jerusalem. Uh, it's in verse 22, for Jesus let the woman know, but one of the problems is uh, you Samaritans don't even know what you worship. And that's always an issue with a lot of church folk because there are people who go to church that, hear this, want to have church but don't want to worship. Can I teach up in here? Uh, when we come into this place of worship, worship is what we should do in this place. <laughs> For you and I to sit here and do anything other than worship is an insult to God. For you and I to do anything in this place other than worship is really a waste of our time. Because this is the place of worship. Can I teach up in here? Uh, I, I see where Jesus, uh, uh, in verse 23, uh, he's, he's, he's saying that uh, the hour cometh, and, and it's right before us, when the true worshipers uh, must worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Uh, for catch this in verse 23, he said, these are the type of folk that the Father wants to worship him. And I want everybody to examine themselves. I want you to look at your neighbor right now. Just tell that neighbor, examine self. Uh, I want all of us to examine ourselves because when we look at uh, the B portion of verse 23, uh, Jesus is informing us that when we come here, we are supposed to worship. But in that B portion, he's telling us that the Father, meaning God, he's not interested in people who come here with another agenda. 
He's only interested in people who have a made-up mind that they're going to worship God in spirit and in truth. Come on and talk back to me, somebody. It's in verse 24. I wish somebody would let me teach. Jesus indoctrinates us about who God is. He makes it clear that God is not one who uh, has a physical body, but God is a spirit. And, and can I help somebody? He is a universal spirit. Uh, uh, more theologically speaking, he is omnipresent, which means that he's everywhere, yet at the same time. Can I teach up in here? Jesus says God is a spirit. He's not, he's not like you and I. He, he's not like a man. Uh, don't let it get in your head that uh, he uh, is what you see pictures of. There is no picture that we can create of God. God is a spirit. And, and, and then Jesus said, if, if we're really going to worship him, we have to worship him in spirit and in truth. Uh, in order to worship him in spirit, guess what? That requires some preparation. To worship God in spirit, hear this, that does not, it, it means more than just coming to church. I think reason why some of us fail to worship God in spirit when we get here because we did not prepare for the worship. Are y'all listening to me? Uh, you know, I don't know about you, but when I woke up this morning, my mind was stayed on Jesus. Uh, it's unfortunate that we need praise teams uh, to warm us up. Because really, uh, for people who have really been born again, uh, they don't need anybody to warm them up. People who have really been born again, they, were, they already hot when they get here. Are y'all listening to me? Nobody should have to make you say amen. Nobody should have to prod you to praise the Lord. If you woke up this morning and had a talk with Jesus, you already in the spirit before you got here. And hear this, if you're going to worship him in spirit, you're going to show some signs. Amen. And, and uh, hear me well, everybody won't do the same thing. But if you've been born again, you're going to do something. <laughs> you, you can't tell me that you got the Holy Spirit and can sit through a whole worship like a knot on a log. If you really been born again and you have the Holy Spirit, you might not shout like that mother over there, but you're going to do something. I, I see one sister right there waving her hand. That sister waving both hands. I, I see somebody back there clapping her hands. I, I see a brother in the balcony waving his hand. I see one lady fanning. I, I see somebody rocking from side. You're going to do something. And then it says, got to worship him in truth, which means whatever you do, you're not doing it to be seen. You do what you do because this is what you feel. 
<laughs> Come on now. The woman in verse 25 then changed the subject again. And I got to be careful with this because I know there's a lot of women in here and I don't want to say anything. She, she, he, says, he says, the woman says, I know that the Messiah is coming, which is called Christ. And I want to help somebody with this because the word Messiah is an Old Testament Hebrew word, which means the anointed one. The word Christ is a New Testament word, uh, New Testament Greek word, which means the anointed one. So the word Messiah and the word Christ are synonymous. So whenever you say Jesus Christ, you need to understand, basically you're saying Jesus the Messiah. When you say Jesus Christ, you're saying Jesus, the anointed one. <laughs> Come on and put some hands together, somebody. <laughs> the woman uh, revealed uh, her lack of knowledge when she said in the B portion of verse 25 that when the Messiah comes, he's going to tell us everything uh, in a very humble way. Jesus told the woman in verse 26, first of all, the Messiah is already here. And then secondly, you are talking to him. <laughs> Come on and put some hands together, somebody. So having a talk with Jesus is always uh, informative. Uh, can I go to this third and final segment? Thirdly and lastly, a talk with Jesus is inspirational. I need y'all to shout out this time. Inspirational. Inspirational means a feeling of encouragement or enthusiasm derived from someone or something. A feeling of encouragement or enthusiasm derived from someone or something. We, we gain a feeling of encouragement or enthusiasm when we have a talk with Jesus. Have you ever felt down and then after having a talk with Jesus, you then experience an uplift? A lot of times we make the mistake of uh, choosing downers that make us feel even more down. When we are down, one of the best things we can do is have a talk with Jesus because a talk with Jesus uh, is always uh, inspirational. <sighs> Uh, the Samaritan woman discovered that a talk with Jesus is inspirational. Catch me. Uh, sh she was so inspired that she began to evangelize the men in the city. Uh, notice in your Bible, I'm going down to verse 27. Go there with me. The Bible says that 
the disciples, they came. They were uh, amazed that Jesus was talking with a woman, yet even though they were amazed that he was talking with a woman, uh, they did not question uh, why he sought her or why he was talking with her. Now, remember I shared earlier, in those days, uh, uh, women and children were considered to be inferior to men. Jesus Christ upgraded the role of women and children. So I would say to every woman and child in here, why don't you praise God for Jesus, because Jesus upgraded your status. Uh, it's in verse 28 where the woman got so excited that she left her water pot. <laughs> and she went uh, into the city and she targeted the man. Uh, now, I appreciate uh, her target group, which was the men, because hear this, uh, if you can win the men, you will win the women. And if you win the women, you will get the children. And what is needed in this world today is for the men to be targeted. Men do not need to be uh, put down. Men do not need to be berated. Uh, men do not need to be disdained. Uh, men who need help uh, need Jesus Christ. I contend that every good woman wants a good man, and hear this, I don't care how strong that good woman is, she does not mind following a good man who's following a good God. <laughs> Can I teach, preach up in here? I like verse 29. Uh, it's actually one of my revival sermons. A woman went out saying, come see a man, uh, which told me all the things I ever did. Is this not the Christ? The Bible says in verse 30 uh, that uh, they went out of the city and they, yes, uh, came to Jesus. Uh, the men and the people came to Jesus because the woman told them about Jesus. There's a whole lot of people that will come to Jesus if the folk on the inside would tell them about Jesus. Come on and talk back to me. I'm, I'm almost done. The Samaritan woman was so inspired that she successfully inspired others in regards uh, to Jesus Christ. It's in your Bible. You might want to skip down to verse 39. Uh, in verse 39, uh, we see where uh, a whole lot of the Samaritans of that city uh, believed on Jesus based on what the woman said and testified. Uh, based on the fact that she, uh, the woman said, he told me all that uh, ever I did. Are y'all listening to me? Uh, the Bible says, somebody shout out the Bible. 
the Bible says in verse 40, uh, when the Samaritans uh, uh, came to Jesus, they, uh, they enjoyed him so much that they began to uh, ask him to just hang around longer. Uh, Jesus, we learn at the end of verse 40, uh, decided to uh, abide with them for two additional days. <laughs> It's in verse 41. Y'all know I'm trying to get to verse 42. And after verse 42, that kind of means we're almost done, right? It's in verse 41 where it says, uh, uh, Many more believe because of his own word. Uh, which basically means there was a whole lot of folk that came to Jesus based on the testimony of the Samaritan woman. But there were even more folk that uh, experienced uh, Jesus because of what they experienced uh, in Jesus uh, for themselves. Are y'all listening to me? I think it's said well in verse 42, which is our last verse. Uh, uh, and these, they, they had to say to the woman, uh, we believe. Uh, and we believe not just because of what you told us, but we believe because we have heard for ourselves. And now we know indeed that this is the Christ. Now we know indeed that this is the Savior of the world. Is <laughs> Come on now. A talk with Jesus will inspire us to tell others about Jesus. So catch me, those of you taking notes. Uh, we will talk to others about Jesus when we have a talk with Jesus. Alternatively speaking, a talk with Jesus will cause believers to optimistically hear this uh, talk about Jesus. So maybe you have people not talking about Jesus because they have not talked with Jesus. But when you talk with Jesus, you can't help but to talk about Jesus. Come on. Uh, my beloved, I need to conclude, but I can't conclude unless you have gained an understanding from everything I said. I know it's a lot of work, but with all the work we put in, uh, if you have an understanding, go ahead and demonstrate it by giving God some praise. Today's message is entitled, A Talk with Jesus, Part 2. Everybody repeat, A Talk with Jesus. Our sermonic text is recorded in John chapter 4, verse 7. Our key idea states, uh, people should have a talk with Jesus. Everybody repeat those words. People should have a talk with Jesus. If you agree with that, show it by giving God some praise. Uh, we explored three reasons people should have a talk with Jesus. One, a talk with Jesus is interesting. Two, a talk with Jesus is informative. Three, a talk with Jesus is uh, inspirational. I need y'all to throw those back at me. Number one, a talk with Jesus is what? Amen. Number two, and they're helping us on the screen. Amen. Number two, a talk with Jesus is what? And then number three, a talk with Jesus is what? 
Y'all got it good. Go ahead and give God some praise on that. Today we highlighted the Samaritan woman who had a talk with Jesus. Her talk with Jesus was so interesting, informative, and inspirational that she was inwardly compelled to tell others, mainly the men, to come see a man. Like the Samaritan woman, I stand today extending the same invitation. Come see a man. And I want you to help me get that sermon over. Look at somebody right now and just say, come see a man. Come see a man who is unlike any other man. How many of you that came to Jesus know there's no one like him? He is unlike Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is unlike Moses, Aaron, and Joshua. He is unlike Deborah, Ruth, and Esther. He is unlike David, Solomon, and Hezekiah. He is unlike Ezra, Nehemiah, and Job. He is unlike Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. He is unlike Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He is unlike Daniel, Hosea, and Jonah. He's unlike John the Baptist, John Mark, and John the Beloved. He's unlike Peter, Paul, and Silas. My beloved, I invite you to come see a man. Come see a man who descended from heaven to this world. Come see a man who was born of a virgin. Come see a man who was laid in a manger. Come see a man who was wrapped in swaddling clothing. Come see a man who was baptized in the Jordan River. Come see a man who preached uh, and set captives free. Uh, come see a man who taught people how to live and love. Uh, come see a man who turned uh, water into wine. Uh, come see a man who gave sight to the blind. Uh, come see a man who made the dumb to talk. Uh, come see a man who caused the deaf to hear. Come see a man who cast out demons. Come see a man who cured leprosy. Come see a man who brought the dead back to life. Come see a man who walked on water. Come see a man who calmed the storm by saying, peace be still. Come see a man who fed 5,000 with just five loaves of bread and two small fish. Come see a man who came riding on Palm Sunday into Jerusalem on a donkey. 
come see a man uh, uh, who uh, instituted the Lord's Supper. Come see a man uh, who prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, come see a man uh, who died uh, on an old rugged cross. Uh, come see a man uh, who was buried in a borrowed tomb. Uh, come see a man uh, who got up early uh, one Sunday morning uh, with all power uh, in heaven and in earth. Uh, Come see a man who ascended to heaven. Come see a man who's coming back again. On my journey, I have not found anyone greater than this man. I searched all over, but I found nobody. I looked high and I looked low, but I still found nobody, nobody greater, nobody greater, nobody greater than you, Lord, who in him knows the man that I'm talking about I'd better ask one more time is there anybody up in here that knows the man that I'm talking about did he open doors that no one can close did he pick you up and Turn you around uh, Did he set your feet on a solid ground did he protect you from hurt harm and danger did he give you that job did he bless your family did he give you that house and did he give you that calm did he bless your marriage did he help you raise your children did he put clothes on you your back and did he put shoes on your feet and did he feed you when you were hungry did he heal your body did he clothe you in your right mind did he put running in your feet did he put clapping in your hands did he give you unspeakable joy did he give you that peace that passes all understanding uh, did he forgive your sins uh, did he save your soul uh, from a burning hell uh, I don't know about you here this morning but I know the man that I'm talking about my mother told me
My daddy told me, my brother told me, my sisters have told me, so many have told me about the Lord, but I come this morning to tell St. John that I know the man from myself. Can say, uh, come see a man because this man uh, has been good to me. Uh, Jesus is all of uh, the world to me. Uh, he's my life, uh, he's my joy, uh, he's my all, uh, he's my strength uh, from day to day. Uh, without a him. I would fall when I am sad to him I go no other one can cheer me so when I am sad he makes me glad because Jesus is my friend if you know one I'm talking about look at somebody and say, neighbor, neighbor, I don't know everybody, but I know the man ain't God all right. Say to that neighbor that I know him for myself. Y'all not saying it right. If you really know him, tell that neighbor. Uh, say I know him for myself on you find you somebody else and look at somebody and say neighbor I've known the man because one day I had a talk with him I got to sit down on that note oh St. John I've known the man I said I've known the man I know the man because one day I had a talk with him ain't God alright when you talk with him he will make everything alright he will your faintest cry he will answer by and by ain't God alright just a little just a little A talk with Jesus. Come back next Sunday for part three.
Go ahead and give God some praise. And Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. We pray for the salvation of the lost. We pray for people who are saved but need a church home. We pray for everybody listening under the sound of my voice, whether in person, live streaming, or podcast. Pray a covering of the blood of Jesus. Pray your hedge of protection around us. Pray that you let no weapon that's formed against us prosper. Pray that you would clothe us with the whole armor of God. Pray that you protect us from hurt, harm, danger, viruses, sickness, disease, injuries, and even death. We pray, Lord, for the entire body of Christ. We pray for this world regarding all of the trouble in this land. Lord, we pray that you will bless us as we present you our tithes and offerings. You promised to open the windows of heaven and pour our blessings upon us. Lord, we pray that you will prepare us to partake in the Lord's Supper this evening, even though we're doing it online. Lord, we pray that when we shall depart from this place, that your spirit will rest real and abide with us all henceforth and forevermore. And God's people said, Amen. Eyes are still closed. If you hear and you are not saved or you are saved, but you would like to make St. John your church home. For those of you in here, there are forms that's right before you. That's behind that pew before you. Fill out that form. Give it to an usher, the person at the front desk, or put it in the offering basket for the people who's viewing online. That form should be before you. Fill it out electronically. Submit it. We'll return us to you as soon as possible. To those listening by way of podcast, you can go to the website and fill out that form. Eyes are open. If you were blessed through this worship, go ahead and give God some praise. Very quickly, very quickly, be mindful that on today, we want to adhere to all of our safety protocols, so you want to clean your surroundings. Amen. Practice social distancing. Be mindful of the restrooms. You cannot have too many in there at one time. Continue to wear your mask and no congregating. I want to encourage more of us to, all of us, let me say, to start sharing with others about um, our online access. We have reached pretty much capacity as far as social distancing in both the North and the South campus. 
and we're not right now we're not looking at doing a third service so right now what we want to do is build our virtual audience share with people how they can watch this online or listen by way of podcast I think we I mean that part that audience is growing and more will if you share with them okay let me say this so often there's, there's things that happen here at the church and I'll send out a personal email to members such as death, death and so forth, illnesses or what have you. When I need to send those, uh, some of you, I don't have your email now. I know you may have, your email may be with the website, but that doesn't mean I have it personally. If, for those of you, I don't have, if I don't have your email address, send me your email address. That way when there's important information I need to send to the members who have email addresses, you will receive it. You can, my email address is pastorhall at sjmbc.org. I think that's pretty easy to remember. I believe all of y'all know my name by now, Pastor Hall. Amen. At, think about the initials of St. John Missionary Baptist Church, sjmbc.org. All right, if God be willing, today at 2 o'clock, church school, and also it will be Wednesday at 7, prayer meeting Wednesday at noon and 6.30, but also tonight at 7 p.m. We will be doing the Lord's Supper at 7 p.m. I'll begin with a special prayer, okay? And then we'll serve the Lord's Supper. All right, this is our church anniversary month. Last year, we weren't able to really celebrate it, and we still can't celebrate like we have in the past, but we're going to acknowledge it. 78 years, asking each member to give a dollar. Yeah, 78 years. It's a blessing. Asking each member, in addition to your regular tithes and offerings, if you would give a special church anniversary offering of $78 or more. Now, if you cannot do that, do what you can. With that being the case, we have Mother Saucer who's ready, and she's going to share with us briefly, amen, what, why she loves St. John so much. And each service, we're going to have a one-minute presentation such as this. Go ahead, Mother. Giving all praises to God, he is worthy to be praised. His blessing shall continue to be in my mouth. To Pastor Hall members and friends. It is a blessing for me to stand before you to speak why I love St. John. I love what is in the building, the body of Christ. I must say, May 22nd, 2002, God ordered my steps to this address. When I entered the door, I received a beautiful smile, hospitality, a greeting from the love that God had shown. Jesus said, love you one another as I've loved you. It was shown. Once I entered the door, I was fed a spiritual meal by Pastor Hall. Jesus said, feed my sheep. That he obeyed and did. He continues to feed the sheep. 
so you shouldn't leave empty. Oh, it's just a blessing. I love the friendship, the fellowship, the love that you've shown to me and my family. The love. The psalm writer says they will know we are Christians by the love. The way we walk, the way we talk. Hallelujah. That's why I love each one of you so much. Hallelujah. The church of God is marching on to Zion. We are the church. Amen. Amen. That's good. Praise God. Amen. For the 78 years, we've come this far. The 78 years, by faith, trusting in the Lord. That's why we, our church family, can say we are trusting in the Lord. Hallelujah. I know I must stop. My soul is happy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Master of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was just beautiful. Come on, let's give God a hand of praise for that. Amen. Special presentation. Minister Brother Dion Williams, will you come out, please? My brothers and sisters, in the 27 years that I have served, Brother Minister Dion has been with us over 25 of those years. He has been a blessing and an asset to this congregation. He is a male angel with a melodious voice. And if you don't like the way Dion sang, you don't like singing. <laughs> but you know, I, I believe in giving people their flowers while they can smell them. And Brother Dion, I want you to know we love you and we appreciate you. He is in great demand, and he has been all of these 25 years that I've known him, but I want St. John to hear this. Despite all the different churches that reach out to him, he has always given priority to St. John. I believe, is your mother here? Okay, let me just say this. I want to present this to you. You can come closer, Dion. I know we're doing a COVID thing. All right, that's close enough. <laughs> right there, that's good. <laughs> See, that's my boy. We can talk to each other like this. <laughs> it says, with our deepest appreciation, Minister Dion Williams, 25 plus years of music ministry, St. John Missionary Baptist Church. Dr. Kevin B. Hall passed. 
Dion, in addition to this, this is a special love offering that got some zeros behind it from your church family. Again, St. John, who loves you so much. Everybody repeat after me. Brother Dion, we love you so much. Go ahead and give God a hand of praise for this man of God. Um, to all of you, I just want to thank you. The Lord gave me this gift, and I told the Lord that I will honor him as long as I'm here on earth. I came here to St. John at the age of 18, and now I'm 44. Um, and when I came here, I came here um, directing um, the Youth and Young Adult Choir at the time, and I stayed. And there has been many opportunities, like Pastor Hall said, but I've always turned every last one of them down because I knew that my, my season was here. And, you know, I've grown a lot. Although I am a PK, my, father, my grandfather is a pastor. And it was hard, you know, but the Lord knew where my assignment was to be. And I just want to thank God for Pastor Hall for all that he has done in my life. It's a little emotional because, you know, my dad is not here to see this. I lost my dad about a year ago. And so about this time around was when he was really going downhill. So it's a little emotional because he's not here to see this, but I know he's smiling up in the heavens looking down at me. I honor Pastor Hall in St. John. Um, my mother couldn't be here today because she's taking care of my 98th granddaddy, but my sister um, is in the back with, our, with her newborn, um, my new niece, Destiny, and uh, my nephew, Daquan, and also my cousin, my favorite cousin, Deshana. So they came, they surprised me and came today. I just want to say, I cannot say thank you so much. Thank you so much, St. John, for all the love you have shown me. I'm thankful for a great music ministry under the leadership of my protege, Kevin B. Hall, Jr. Um, it's been such a blessing, but the Lord, my time is still here. I'm not leaving. Let's, let's, let's make that known, okay? <laughs> let's make that known. I am not leaving. I am not going anywhere. I will be serving until the day that the Lord calls me home. But I just, for all of y'all that's going to say, is he leaving Pastor Hall? No, he's not, okay? But I just want to thank God for yes. this awesome um, appreciation um, I'm just honored. I can't say nothing else, but thank you. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you Amen. so much, Pastor. Open that envelope. Open. And let me say to all of us, I know I've told you that I like to dismiss in an hour and 15 minutes, but by this being church anniversary month, just suffer it to be so. Okay, everybody, will y'all do that for me? Amen. Amen. Um, Dion, is that is that amount that you see that amount? Of, is that looking good for you? Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> All right. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. You're a wonderful congregation. Don't you think he's worthy of whatever we gave him? Really. As the pastor, I don't like to ask you to do anything that I do not do. I'm going to lead the way with my tithes and offerings for the month. 
And I encourage everybody, let's give generously our tithes and offerings. All right, after giving, you are dismissed. Pastor Hall loves you. Amen. Spread the word. Y'all come on back to, and get part three next week. Were you blessed by the teaching today? Yes. And you were a great teaching crowd. Y'all come back and get part three on next week. I hope that you have been blessed by the word that went forth today. And listen, without your support, we can't do what we're doing here. And so let me tell you a little bit about tithes and offering. And it's here in this scripture, Malachi 3, 8, and 9. And it says, Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me? But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offering? Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now let me take it a step further. And it says in verse 10, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's what the word says. So we encourage you to continue giving to St. John. Now listen, there's various ways that you can give. One, you can give in person during our worship celebrations. Two, you can mail or drop off at the South Campus or our, our administration building. Three, you can give online. Now listen, you can find more information about where those locations are by visiting our website. Um, in the meantime, we thank you for joining us today. We hope that you were blessed, and we hope that you will have a blessed week in the Lord.